Welcome to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight from the lovely, almost finished offices in the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. Almost. 95%. It smells new, if it helps. Yeah, and yeah. he's got that new office smell. I'm Catherine Nero, along with Jeremy Strand here, the Marketing and Communications Director for the Chamber. Uh, and this is our, our, our last pre-holiday podcast, so we thank you for joining us. And, and by the way, while you're at it, while you're listening, if you're watching or listening, hit share on this. If you're watching on Facebook, if you're listening, subscribe so you know when the next episode comes down the pike. And uh, we can make sure that you get all this great information about Northern Kentucky out there. We want to thank our title sponsor, CBG, and our studio sponsor, the Ellen and Federal Credit Union, for all they do to make this happen. And we've got a couple of great guests to uh, wrap up uh, this week or to kick off this week right before the holidays, yes. right? Um, first, we're going to have Debbie Curl Nagy, um, and she is a Lean Six Sigma um, master black belt. I love that. I know, that's a master very fancy name. Um, and she's a managing partner of Markets Management um, Consultants LLC, and she's going to come in and talk to us about how Lean Six Sigma can work for any business, not right. just manufacturing. Um, and then we also have Christy Nelson. She is going to be the keynote at this year's Women's Initiative Annual Breakfast. Um, she's Vice President of Global Human Resources for Multicolor Corporation. So I'm excited to talk to her. And that breakfast is coming up sooner than you think. We'll be talking about that here coming up in the next few minutes. So stick with us. But first, a word from our sponsor. Sometimes life is hectic. Choosing a mortgage lender shouldn't be. The LNN 55 Mortgage offers competitive rates, no PMI, and up to 100% financing. That's a mortgage that comes with peace of mind. Whether you're purchasing a new home or refinancing, you'll feel right at home with LNN. We're local, trusted, and we'll be here for you even after your closing. Call 800 292 2905 and get started on your 55 mortgage. LNN Federal Credit Union. Welcome home. And welcome back to Northern Kentucky Spotlight. As promised, we're talking about Lean Six Sigma. And you may have heard of it, you may not have, but that is why our guest is here today. Debbie Curl Nagy, the managing partner of Marcus Management Consultants LLC, is here. Debbie, thank you so much for, for coming in and explaining this for us. Thanks for having me. Let's start with the obvious. What is Lean Six Sigma? That's the million dollar question. It is. It sounds very like, you know, covert, but it's you can explain it better than anybody. Right. So uh, Lean and Six Sigma started as really two separate process improvement methodologies. Um, the way that I implement them, and many do, is together. Lean focuses on uh, what's value added in a process and how do you get rid of what's wasteful, make your process more efficient. It's based on Toyota, the Toyota production system. Um, and then uh, Six Sigma, it, that sounds even more yeah, fancy. It does. It sounds like a, like a CIA thing. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. and stuff. But it's really about how do we uh, decrease the amount of defects and the variation in products, so higher quality um, in, in what we're producing. Awesome. So traditionally, uh, you hear Lean Six Sigma, and everyone always kind of goes to manufacturing. Right. Um, what, what other industries can use it besides manufacturing, or can it be translated out? It really can be translated into any kind of industry. Um, predominantly, I've applied it in healthcare. Hmm. Um, healthcare has been one of the industries that's really um, focused on adopting the methodologies of Lean and Six Sigma to help them to improve the outcomes for patients um, and you know to increase efficiencies within um, healthcare systems. Um, in fact, a lot of the work that I've done has been in the VA healthcare system across the country where they're really focusing, you know, we've got all these stories, mm -hmm. you know, out there about patients waiting for appointments, um, but they're, they're applying these methodologies to help improve how long it takes to get an appointment, how long it takes to get the results, and, and to ensure that people are getting the high quality care that they need. 
So I know a lot of times when people start hearing efficiency and lean manufacturing, they start thinking, uh-oh, this means people are going to lose their jobs. But mm -hmm. you are, this could actually benefit employees rather than be a detriment to them. Right. So when, when we start talking about efficiencies, we're talking about the processes. Mm -hmm. that there's so many things that we do. And we don't think about that we're doing, right? Because right? we've always done them, right? We've always done it that way. That's mm -hmm. like the first thing I always hear when I start I go into a company to start working on process improvement. But we've always done it this way. Um, so it's hard to see that sometimes the things we're doing really aren't adding value and that they're causing us to make mistakes or mm -hmm. take longer to get get to the value that or the services or the products that need to go to our customers so um, it really can help benefit employees in a, in a few different ways one I mean come on we don't want to waste our time doing stuff that doesn't add value mm -hmm. if we can spend um, our time more efficiently then we're gonna feel better about our work um, and also the methodologies really are meant to bring people together to collaborate to problem solve. This is not something where as I as a consultant or other Lean Six Sigma folks will come in and say, this is how you should do it. It's let's bring the, the experts together, the people who are doing the work. What do you think's broken? What do you think needs to happen? And helping them to develop those improvements that are gonna make their jobs better and provide better services and products for customers. So if someone that's like kind of listening to the podcast thinks, wow, we need some process improvement <laughs> help, and they want to like explore this more, how do they, how do they get started? Like, it can be daunting. Yeah, it can be. Um, you know, I always start somewhere, mm -hmm. right? There's There are a lot of places around that you can get training um, in Lean and Six Sigma. Um, I am a licensed provider for Breakthrough Performance Group. Um, they're based out of Cincinnati, but provide services in um, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Kentucky, and I'm their primary person for Kentucky. So we provide certification training in Lean and Six Sigma and project management, um, as well as go into companies and do consultation. We can come in and help companies independently to um, implement these processes. And so it, we mentioned, you mentioned that this could be applied to other businesses, and we were just kind of talking. You could apply this really to a lot of relationships business-wise, whether it's with an employee, with a client, with your family, whatever it may be, about making sure the processes work for everybody involved. Right, right. I mean, it's, it really can get into your system, right? Mm -hmm. You start learning a new way of thinking. You know, it's not really rocket science, even though it kind of sounds like it is. <laughs> um, it's, it's a simple process and a standardized methodology that anybody can do. And it's just an easy way to go about fixing problems, whether yeah. it's a small thing or a big thing. I've even had students go home and say, I taught my kids how to do Lean Six Sigma, and we, um, we went through and we organized the kitchen, and now setting the table for dinner goes that much now faster. Now you're talking my language. I like <laughs> nice. this. I like it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, before we wrap up, this month at the Northern Kentucky Chamber, we're celebrating the importance of community giving. So with so many important needs in our region, how do you decide where to give your time, talent, and treasure? You know, for me, I think it, it as probably for many people, it, ha it comes down to things that are personal, things mm -hmm. that have, you know, impacted me in my life. Um, so um, in a previous life, um, I was a social worker and I worked in domestic violence and sexual assault. So I tend to like, mm -hmm try to give to those um, types of services, um, as well as um, anything that relates to cancer. Um, just and, and all of us have, have known somebody that had been touched by cancer. So I think those two um, really mean a lot to me. And so that's where I tend to give my time and my resources. 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank We've you. We've learned a lot. Now I'm going to go home and institute some processes. <laughs> All right. Uh, stay with us. We, we, I know. Do it at the same time. Um, we've got some headlines for you coming your way. Not just headlines, mind you, but some big events maybe coming up on New Year's Eve you need to be aware of. Yes. That's coming your way in just a little bit. Stay with us. CBG Airport is the lowest fare airport in the tri-state region with 54 non-stop flights and direct international service to seven destinations, including Paris, France, and now home to both DHLs and Amazon's global cargo hubs. The airport is furthering its position as leader in aviation and is deeply committed to being an economic driver for the community. You can learn more and start your next adventure at CVGAirport.com. Welcome back to Northern Kentucky Spotlight. We are going to be spotlighting right now the headlines of the week. And it starts with, you know, we've been talking about for a couple of weeks, um, you know, the transition in administration in Frankfurt. Uh, and now Governor Bashir has uh, appointed State Representative Dennis Keene to the, as the commissioner of the Department of Local Government. So he has represented the 67th district up here since uh, 2005. So he will now be part of the administration and there will be a special election to replace him. That will happen sometimes next year. Not exactly sure when obviously he's a democrat as well so we'll see what happens with that position it's uh, also coming out of <laughs> some, some better news coming out of the federal government right, uh, right. Senator mcconnell helped uh, secure some legislation that would change the tobacco age from 21 or 221 um, nationwide it's called the tobacco free youth act uh, promoted it was proposed along with uh, Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia, so it's bipartisan. It's impressive. Great, great, considering what's going on there. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and should be enacted next fiscal year, which is awesome. It news. is. And, and also, not only is it bipartisan, you've got two big tobacco states, a right. uh, big sponsor yes. of this. And I know you've seen the, uh, the billboards that say, you know, because right now in Ohio, you have to be 21 to buy any sort of tobacco product, not in Kentucky. And you see, like, the signs that, hey, you don't have to be 18 here. That may not be the case much longer. We'll see. Um, we've been talking about also the IRS building in Covington, that site, uh, what's going to happen to it. And so you know that a couple, it was almost a year ago, Cooper Carey out of Atlanta was this company hired to figure out what to do. And they did a just a huge job of reaching out to the community and asking, hey, what do you want to see? And they um, made their final pr like presentation, I guess, uh, based on their surveys to uh, the Covington City Commission this week. Um, so their surveys, and again, these were by Covington residents and just people from Northern Kentucky in general, say that they wanted a couple of things, job creation, connectivity, not just to Cincinnati, but to the rest of Covington and to Northern Kentucky, and also mixed use. And that's exactly what they presented. What they told um, Commission this week was, it was gonna be 1,200 full-time jobs would be enact or created 1200 and then 1600 part-time positions which means and this was a big deal for covington losing the irs jobs meant losing a great deal of payroll tax yep. but what these part-time and full-time positions will do will add about 1.7 million dollars in annual payroll tax with yes it's going to have retail it'll have mixed use office space green space a dog park it'll be um basically stretching all the way toward main straw so it'll be interesting to see now when will it start that's the question uh they're going to roll this out piece by piece very slowly and so we'll see it hopefully in the next few months this thing will get going yeah it's going to be exciting to see where coming yeah. goes in the next 10 years um speaking of coming and going places the the food trucks I can't, believe, I can't believe, wait, hold, hold on. We've been 13 minutes since the first time we've we mentioned We haven't food talked about food. Unacceptable. Wow. wow. So um, the food trucks, um, 
in that same meeting, the commissioners changed the uh, city's food truck rules. We kind of talked about that last mm -hmm. week. If they might do it. It sounds like they did it. Um, so you'll be seeing more of them often in more places down in Covington, which is awesome. Yeah, well, so it, that will help with that kind of activity, yeah. too, making sure you get, and get food wherever you want. You stop by Pretzifles, their chamber member. Ooh, there you go. They're really good, too. That does sound delicious. There we go. Two food mentions, if you're counting it up. Uh, the latest Give Where You Live winner was announced, and we've talked about this before, too. It's that joint initiative between Horizon Community Funds and, and Mueller Financial where it's like speed philanthropy. You go in, everybody brings X number of dollars, and all the money goes to whoever gets the most votes, and the uh, organizations can pitch themselves. Uh, this time around, $7,000 went to Northern Kentucky Children's Advocacy Center to prevent and treat child abuse. This year, so I want you to think about this, they just started this, the quarterly meetings, um, they gave $25,000 by community members. And so awesome. some people went all four times, some people went once or twice, but either way, that's a lot of money going into some yes. charitable organizations. And we're having one of the recipients, the um, NKU nursing program that's Perfect. in Golden Towers coming in. In towards the end of January to be on the podcast, we're going to talk about what they're what they're doing there. So it's, it's been really great for the community. Perfect. What they've been doing. Um, we've got events. Events coming up. Oh yes. It's that time of year where everyone gets to give a party on New Year's Eve. Um, Hotel Covington's New Year's Eve Roaring Twenty celebration. The VIP tickets are available for two hundred fifty dollars, and it's a five course dinner and open bar. I the general admission is sold out. Though, yeah, so they sold that out. It's the only way you can get into the party is is the VIP tickets. I got a trick for you though. So I yes. was out there at Hotel Covington today, and the general manager said that there are three rooms available. And here's the deal: so so not only if, if you book that room, you get a general admission ticket for free uh, too. So you would get into the party if you're one of those three. If you get one of those three rooms. So there you go. There's your opportunity. If you can't get in the Hotel Covington, we've got another room. What's that, Jeremy? Tell me more. It is a New Year's Eve party at Berkus, and it's a little cheaper than the 250 VIP uh -huh. ticket. It's uh -huh. only, only $25. And our favorite bass player, Ben Gastright. The man behind the operation. He will be playing there. He's right over there. New Year's right Eve. So everyone needs to get to Berkus. What's the name of his band, Jeremy? I don't the Abdomen. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the Abdomen. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so it's $50 for VIP there. There yeah. you go. And there's a midnight champagne toast. And there's food. Yeah, so, and circus performers. And I understand that Ben might hit the trapeze late and in the night. his beer is really good. Yes. The Lud Light is a personal favorite. Yes. Uh, so there you go. And also, uh, Newport on the Levee. I don't know if you've seen Santa's House on the Levee. Okay, this is perfect for if you've got kids who are a little bit freaked out by Santa Claus. You get, first of all, it's a whole house that no matter how you're taking pictures, it's gorgeous. Like yeah. it, It's like you're walking into Santa's house on the, in the North Pole. Secondly, it's just for your family. There's no other like screaming kids around. So if your kid's a little bit freaked out, and let's be fair, a lot of them are, um, this is perfect. So it'll be quiet and, you know, it's just you and Santa Claus and it's, it's just, it's yeah. amazing. The they've pictures some, are amazing. They've got some great stuff going on at that levee. They're mm -hmm. doing a great job down there. Okay, Jeremy. Here we go. Here we go. It is time for Jeremy's Chamber Roundup. All righty. Jeez, you guys. Um, so big, big things that happened this week are where we stand. Um, legislative preview was on Tuesday. We had some legislators up. We're talking about all of our priorities and what we're going to kind of argue for. Mm-hmm. We're going to advocate for some cool stuff um, that will help better our business community. Um, and then also, we had our board meeting this week, which is our um, joint board meeting between the board of advisors mm -hmm. and the board of, board of directors. The state chamber was up, and the new CEO, Ashley Watts, um, she's the new CEO and president. 
Um, she was kind of up talking about their legislative priorities, and the great thing is we kind of align on a lot of things. Excellent. So we're going to go down to Frankfurt and have a nice, big, um, strong one voice really talking about the issues that affect our business community. Um, so if you want to check out more about where we stand on all those issues, um, you can go to the Chamber's website and click on the advocacy page, okay. and it's got all the PDFs linked there, or you can email or call Kristen Baldwin here at the Chamber. Um, then also we got some great events coming up in mm -hmm. January. As um, we're going to talk in a little bit, we got the Women's Initiative Annual Breakfast that's coming up on the 14th. Get registered for that; it will sell out. Um, then we also have the fundraiser for the Regional Youth Leadership. It's going to be at the Carnegie, and um, they're putting on Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Great, Should be great, amazing, great yeah. uh, show to go see this time of year. Um, and they're also going to do a happy hour for the LNK class before that. So if you're a dues member, we're going to buy your first drink. Um, and then also on the 16th, the HR 100 is going to be, does your organization have a hiring bias? It should be very interesting, mm -hmm. and, um, especially for all those HR folks out there. But that's pretty much it. Lots to do. And you mentioned the Women's Initiative Annual Breakfast. We're going to be hearing coming up from Christy Nelson. Stay with us. You will hear from her there, but you'll hear from her here first uh, right after this. Did you know the Northern Kentucky Chamber can help celebrate your business's grand opening, reopening, or new location with a ribbon cutting? To take advantage of this member benefit, contact the Chamber at 859-578-8800 and ask for Lynn Ablin. And welcome back to Northern Kentucky Spotlight. As promised, Christy Nelson is here. She's the Vice President of Global Human Resources for Multicolor Corporation. And also, she'll be speaking at the Women's Initiative Breakfast here coming up. Uh, in, I mean, it's like two and a half three weeks away, right? It feels like so far away, but it's January 14th. All right, so Christy, tell us your story. You had a, a health scare a few years back and it shaped your outlook on life. Tell us about that. So I would say I had a great outlook on life before the health scare. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a glass half full kind of person. I think what um, really was enlightening for me is how a health scare literally can drain all of the water out of your glass and suddenly it's hard to, um, to figure out how you're gonna find your way forward. So I, um, I was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer. It had taken up residence in the orbit of my left eye. And um, it, it was so rare, in fact, that there are about 500 cases a year of the wow. type of cancer that I had. Um, so what that did is just literally feel like the rug had been pulled out from under me. Um, everything about life seemed uncertain at that point, and quite frankly, um, all I thought about is I'm going to die and um, kept thinking about all the moments I was going to miss in my family's life and how much I had to live for. Um, so I really had to just dig deep to try to figure out how I was going to get my footing back under me. I would say how it shaped my outlook is it's made life a lot sweeter and it's made every day more precious. The moments really matter and um, it's crystallized. Um, you know, none of us know what tomorrow brings in our life, but um, what I know is today, I can enjoy every moment, and I just really have regained my ability to do that with a new appreciation of the sands through the hourglass. Awesome. Um, so, at the annual breakfast this year, the, top, your, the name of your topic is a mind shift, finding the power within. So how do you define a mind shift? So I would say it's a choice that we make. Um, I think our mental strength is, is greater than any personal strength physically that you could ever embody. Um, 
and it's a choice that we make. Um, it's do we choose to look at something as um, you know, a disaster? Um, is it the end or is it the beginning of something new and wonderful? And what I have enjoyed is finding meaning and purpose in a, in a journey that I never ever wanted to take. Um, but when found going down that dark road, I found light and um, have turned this into something that is enlightening for me and hopefully for others. You know, I'm sure when people hear your message on the 14th, you know, they will be inspired. But what was it for you that helped you take that mind shift? How did you find the power to do this? So I will say that I, um, I read an article about um, CEOs who um, they took a survey, what keeps you up at night? Mm -hmm. And what it identified is that a lot of CEOs are staying up at night, losing sleep over things they have no control over. And, you know, are interest rates going to change? You know, are the tariffs, you know, going to get resolved? Um, but you can't, there are a lot of things you can control. Um, you can, you know, find alternative, um, you know, sources for things that you need to import, or you can build re resiliency into your business plan. For me, it was, what are the things I control? I don't control the cancer cells that are lurking still, I'm sure, in my body. Um, I don't control those, but I do control where I get my health care, the level of expertise that I, that I seek, and, and put that into the hands of people who know more than I'll ever know. I control my attitude, and I control my faith. And when you do those things, it allows you to live life. Um, so it's, for me, it's, it's about controlling what I can control. Awesome. So to hear more of this. I kind of want to hear more right now, but yeah, I feel I like we shouldn't ask we, any more we, questions. We got we to cut it. So there's, so we have plenty, I'm sure you'll have plenty to talk about at the breakfast, but, um, so tell us again when the date is. It is Tuesday, January 14th at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. Yep. And I, I believe we're uh, open at 7 a.m. And there's tickets a, like are a, going quick, too. 50 minutes of networking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's going to be a ton of people there, lots mm -hmm. of great networking, and an amazing keynote speaker. <laughs> for men and women, you want to point out, it's yes. for everybody. Yes, ever, women and men. Women and women men. And Why men. didn't I say it that way? <laughs> All right, um, so before you go, you get the question of the month, and you're the last one who gets it because we're, we're off next week. So, um, again, our month this month is all about the importance of community giving. So with so many needs in our region, how do you decide where to give your time, talent, and treasure? Gosh, that's a really easy one for me. Um, but but easy in an interesting way because I, when I was diagnosed, I couldn't, no one really around here knew much about my form of cancer. I ended up doing all of my care in Boston um, because they had specialized expertise there. And what I realized is that we have a higher need for better cancer care in our community. And so when asked to co-chair the capital campaign for the St. Elizabeth Cancer Center um, that is gonna open this summer, well, um, in the summer of 2020, I said, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know who's going to be diagnosed with cancer next, but what I know is the probability today is that one in two people will get cancer. And people who I love, my neighbors, my friends, my family, people who don't know they're going to get diagnosed are going to get diagnosed. And they are going to need state-of-the-art comprehensive care and we are going to have it for them here because of St. Elizabeth and the investment they're making in our community. 
What a great answer yeah. to wrap this up. Thank yeah. you so much. And again, uh, just to reiterate one more time, you can hear more from Christy at the Women's Initiative Breakfast January 14th. Tickets on sale now, and you get a discount, yes, right? if you register before the end of the year, um, you can get entered in for a chance to win a Donna Sawyer's fur. Well, there you go, right there. And you will need it for the Januarys that are the weather that is yeah, to come. Um, from the day. Exactly. Oh, goodness. Uh, you guys, you mentioned it before. We're off next week, but we're yep. back January 2nd. And what will we be talking yes, about then? We're going to have another Women Who Lead uh, episode that week. Um, so we're going to have the Spirit of Achievement um, honoree for this year's Women's Initiative Breakfast, mm -hmm. Allison Cook. Um, she is the Spirit of Achievement uh, honoree this year. Um, and then also we're going to have Claire Parsons in, and she helps... Um, She's on the committee for our round, the Women's Initiative mm -hmm. Roundtables, and they're going to talk about that awesome program that's really beneficial to a lot of women in our in our region. Um, so it should be, should be a good episode. And as always, we want to thank CBG. We want to thank the studio sponsor, the LNN Federal Credit Union, uh, Debbie Girl Nagy from before Christy Nelson, as well, of course, from the abdomen. Ben Gast right over there, running the, uh, running the show, slapping the base. You just wanted to say that, didn't I you? I really did. We've got to up our food and beverage discussions. This week it was two. Unacceptable. <laughs> Maybe three if we count Birkin's Brew. Yeah. So we got, we got three. So we're going to get yeah. into double digits next time. Don't you fret. Thank you for joining us once again. Again, hit subscribe, uh, share, leave a review. That always helps as well. Um, and for Jeremy and Ben, I'm Catherine. Thanks once again for joining us, and I'll see you. I'll see you. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. See you next decade. Oh, there we go. I thought it was something good. Yeah, see you next decade, January 2nd.